Welcome to this episode of Pen to Paper Press Podcast. I'm Cindy Coaches. There's a backstory weaved into each book. To explore the creative process, I'm sitting down with authors, writers, editors, publishers, and an array of creative souls to have a conversation centered on how they develop their stories to completing their works of art. Each episode is an opportunity for us to explore mindsets, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences that began our journey as an author from the moment we put pen to paper. Joining me in the Pen to Paper Press podcast virtual studio is Chris Groth. Chris is an intuitive energy healer, spiritual teacher, and a best-selling author. <laughs> her soul healing book series weaves together her love of women's fiction and romance with her knowledge and experiences in spirituality and energy healing. Chris, I am so, so, so very excited to be having this conversation with you. Thank you, Sydney. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I am too. I've, you know, I, I love how you put the word soul into your single word uh, book title. Since, um, you know, you say your book title much more elegantly than I can. I just, you know, it just sounds so cool when you say it. (laughs) So can you share with us the title of the book that you uh, released on March 22nd? Soliloquy. Soliloquy. So how did you come up with that title? Well, the story is about a woman's journey um, as she is um, learning to connect with her soul, looking for her deeper answers, um, looking for guidance, trying to find meaning in her life. And the the word soliloquy is, you know, talking to oneself. So like, um, like in a play, like in Hamlet, you know, he's, you know, the, the monologue. But when I, you know, add in the, the soul piece, so I, you know, um, modified the word, adding in the the beginning s o u l soliloquy is um, Lily talking to her soul, and so throughout the book there are little journal entries where she's talking to her soul and trying to get her answers and trying to um, understand what's happening in her life. So yeah, that's where that came from. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was, and then you have another book that's coming out real soon. And what is the title of that book? And when when is it scheduled to be released? Uh, that one is Solicitude. Um, solicitude meaning deep caring, um, and that that one is scheduled to come out April fourth. Um, so in just. Um, couple of weeks yeah short time now Um, it is so cool and then do you have a third one that you're working on or (laughs) I do yeah (laughs) that one is uh solitary so like solitary but of um the soul so I love how you play have that play on the wording (laughs) it's so cool we learn differently through storytelling versus, you know, say, like a manual, or a a guidebook, or, you know, somebody telling us, you know, do XYZ, we, we tend to absorb this, the experiences and, and that. So 
you know, I, I love that your, your books are weaving that intuition and the storyline together was that something that when you started writing your books that you're like this is this is how I foresee the book going or did it just kind of accidentally happen that you you put in the the healing and and the spirituality and you know all of those other good gems that I really am trying hard not to spill the beans on (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, um, I'll just back up to when, um, I first was guided to write this book. I I never thought of myself as a writer. I never, I had no intention whatsoever of, of ever writing anything. And, um, I was in meditation and got this clear guidance that within, within the year you'll be writing a book. And I was like, what? I I don't think so. (laughs) I don't like to write at all. I'm not a writer. Um, and I even, you know, would say to myself, words are not my friend. That that was a belief that I had. So I'm like, okay, but it was, it came in very strongly. You're, you're going to be writing a book. So I just kind of set it aside and thinking, you know, I know nothing about a book, uh, about writing a book. I, you know, I don't, I'm not a good writer. I don't know the first thing about this process. And and I don't even know what I would write, but I just kind of set it aside. I didn't say no, but I just kind of, okay, we'll just, you know, see what happens. And about six months later, the idea came in of, you know, of, of writing a book. And I knew that um, uh, fiction was what I, what I like to read. I, you know, and and the way that I think, I think in stories, I think in dialogue. And so, you know, that's what comes naturally to me. Mm-hmm. So I knew it had to be a fiction book, but I, I didn't know what it was about. And then the inspiration came to me and it's, it's, um, it just, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a compilation of, of the, the work that I do working with different clients as, as an energy healer and, a and a teacher and, you know, experiences I myself has have had in my own healing process, but com- combining that with what I've experienced, you know, being the healer working with my clients. So I just kind of wove those things together into this story for Lily. Um, so it's really just, you know, it's taking everything that that I know and just, you know, bringing it out into a story. But in it is a great story, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just have to share that with you. <laughs> and you know, it came, it came to me, you know, like the whole thing was was divinely guided from the time I was told I would write the book to, you know, people that came along that, you know, okay, a class came up of okay, book writing class and then a publishing class. And then, you know, these things just popping up exactly when I needed them. And it was even even as I was writing the story, I didn't know how it was going to end. It was just coming through me. I didn't didn't know, um, you know, what choices she was going to make, how the book was going to end until we got to that point. So it was quite a ride. <laughs> I love that you followed your intuition because, it, like you said, friends are not my word. And if you have that belief, and then you're given this insight, this divine insight that, you know, you're you know write a book 
and you know i'm sure there's a lot of people who would like yeah not gonna happen and blow it off and not follow it and maybe you know 30 years later like you know i might write a book now <laughs> at least it didn't wait 30 years or 10 years or however long um that is that is pretty unique in in how that happened so then basically you didn't have an outline you just followed what channeled in and and you let this the characters tell the story mm -hmm. i had a very rough outline of you know the different parts in the story but i didn't know um yeah, I didn't didn't know the details. I didn't know uh, what exactly she was going to do. I didn't know, you know, all the things in between. So, so my outline was very, very um, sparse. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that drama or <laughs> or how she would whittle her way through the drama and, mm -hmm. and end up on the other side. <laughs> Since I have uh, just a pinch of the behind the scenes knowledge of your book. <laughs> I know that finding the right wording, um, you know, and the way to specifically categorize your book uh, for when you were, you were listing it was a bit of a challenge. So do you mind taking a minute and just, well, not a minute, a few minutes, um, and share how you determined you know what category because you have a unique book and it doesn't just fall under romance and it doesn't fit just under uh, nonfiction or fiction or spirituality you your book covers um well all of it so yes. how did you determine how you wanted to categorize your book well that that's still something that i'm uh i'm trying to figure out as we go um because it is fiction, and yet it it is um, spirituality and energy healing and and angels and guides and you know all of these the spiritual wisdom and spiritual teaching that you would find in a nonfiction book, but it's told in a fictional story. So you know the and I th I think the the beauty of that is as you said, we, we learn through stories and a lot of things we, we can take in on a deeper level. We can experience it as we, um, as we read a fiction story, we're, we're like taken into this character where we feel like we're going through what they're going through. You know, it can take us to a magical place or it can, you know, bring us, you know, emotions that we hadn't experienced or, you know, we're, we're going through whatever, whatever drama or whatever process they're going through. And with a book like this, where it's, she's going through this spiritual journey and this healing process, we're going through that with her as well. And so we're receiving these, these teachings on a deeper level, where mm -hmm. as if we were just reading, okay, this is, this is how you connect to your soul, or this is how, this is what energy healing is about. It doesn't necessarily give you the um, experiential understanding of it that you would get from a story. And even um, uh, I was talking with a, a friend of mine yesterday about Brene Brown. 
Brene Brown is is very successful in in her teachings because as she teaches it, she's weaving stories in of of every even though her books are nonfiction, she, uh, she relies on stories to um, to convey all, all of her points. Right, and I think it's in that that same way that it's through stories that we can um, understand that oh yeah that I I've been there I I I get that I I felt that way too or and it also shows us that that we're not alone um, when when we um, when when we have a character that we relate to and we can uh, make that connection of okay you know she's going through this. I've gone through this too. And and now, okay, maybe, maybe this isn't so strange. Um, so I'm kind of, kind of away from your, your question, <laughs> question about uh, categories is, is yeah, it, it is, um, it is women's fiction. It is inspirational. So I've got it in, you know, inspirational romance category, but it's also energy healing, which is nonfiction. And it's, um, uh spiritual new age spirituality so there's like all of these things together so so i really feel like it's it's bridging both okay so there's something mm-hmm. that that people who read fiction would would enjoy but also people who are interested in spirituality and would normally read the the nonfiction books that you find on hay house or or wherever um right that you're you're getting the the same teachings but in a told in a story form so i think it it definitely it's 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 been challenging to to find that the the categories and okay how do i promote this how do i you know how do i find the people that would you know because it's not going to appeal to every romance reader but it's also you know it's it's very unique. <laughs> it is a unique book. It it really is. And I do love how, you know, again, like I mentioned earlier, I love how you weave that all together. You know, the, I guess one way to look at it is life is not easily categorized. And so what you've done with your characters um, is the fact that you've given them experiences in different in different ways and you're you're allowing the reader and truly as the reader you're able to experience you you haven't weaved well enough and good enough and brilliantly enough that you can experience and like you said recognize what she's going through and and understanding the things that she's learning you don't put it in a way that for somebody who has experience in energy healing is going to oh geez this oh i yeah 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 whatever but yet the person who has absolutely no idea what energy healing is is going to be like oh 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 well that's not what i thought it was wow that's that's that wow i needed to know that that's interesting so how you weaved it really did bring in both you know both sides of that pendulum and truly I am someone who believes that it will attract the right people to read it so even if you 
put it in the wrong category, people who need to read it will find it somehow, some way, whether it's somebody gives it as a gift or, you know, whatever, you know, I'm truly a believer in how all of that stuff works. But I wanted to, as you were talking about um, storytelling, just a minute ago, I had to write down storytelling, human side of relationships. When we're doing the storytelling, that's what it is, is we're seeing the human side. We're not seeing the instructional side. And, and it is a way that we can relate to the content. And, and I don't know why, but I felt that I needed to share that as well. Well, and the human side is, is the emotions. It's the yes. experience. It, that's, you know, when, when we can bring it into our own human experience, that's what makes it real. Um, and with a story like this, it's, it's not just, you know, um, uh, content that you're, you're just reading it, it brings it into, okay, how would this fit in my real life? Yes. You know? Cause, yes. cause yeah, I can, I can learn how to meditate or I can, you know, I can, you know, learn about, or go get a energy healing session, but how do I, how do I fit that into my everyday and not just, you know, the one experience. So, so that's another way that it kind of weaves together when it's a, when it's a story like this and, and you're seeing her evolution through, you know, through all of these challenges and how she works through the different things and, and how her, her soul connection helps her to get to the other side. You, you see how that can really work in um, a, a person's experience, you know, where, okay, I, I can see how this would fit in my life. Or... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so now, how long have you been doing, you know, the, the healing work and, and the spiritual teaching? <clears throat> well, I don't mean uh, to put you on the spot. <laughs> in, in different aspects over 20 years. We'll just okay. simplify it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to catch you off guard on that. Like, oh, geez. Joe. Uh, <laughs> anyways, the reason that I asked that is because when you were writing your book, and you were receiving the the storyline through the characters. Did they teach you something about spirit? You know your own uh, spiritual practice and your your energy healing that you were like, oh, I didn't realize that. Or you know, did you get any of those aha moments that was like, you know, that awareness to something new? Well, it was exploring it in a in a different way of okay, how do I describe this to somebody who, who has no idea, you know, and how, how do I really put this into words? Because a lot of what I have done with my work is, is experiential, you know, it's intuitive and it's, you know, I'm, I'm feeling it and I'm working through, you know, the, um, I'm intuitively a feeler. And so the, the feeling sense is, is a lot of times hard to put words to, because there's a vibration, there's a sensation, there's, you know, different, different levels of it that, okay, how do I, you know, I really don't have a word for that. How do I describe that so that people (laughs) would really understand what I'm talking about? So there was that, but then there's also, you know, as I was writing, writing the books, it, it was bringing up things in me that I needed to work through in my own stuff, you know, the, 
okay, my own issues of self-worth and worthiness and, um, you know, what, what do I want in life? And, you know, things like that, that, you know, it's like, as I was writing it, it was taking me deeper in my own process. So, and, and there were times when I had to, you know, set the books aside and, and allow myself to, um, to heal these things before I could move on to the next part in the book where I could, you know, be writing from, from that place where, you know, okay, so I'm, if my character has healed this, I need to heal this too. So (laughs) interesting, I guess, like I said, I have a pinch of the backstory to the book. You know, I'm, I'm aware of, I'm aware of things that I'm not letting on. And, and I find that interesting, because I don't think I've heard you say that, that (laughs) you had to set it aside, because you had to you had the awareness that you had something that you had to work through. I, I appreciate that, that, you know, you could say it was writer's block or procrastination or whatever, but, you know, I just really had this sense that, okay, I, I, that within me, I wasn't ready to go to that next part. And it needed a little bit more time to, to prepare myself to, to go there, whether it was something that, that I needed to, to heal within myself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to be where I needed to be to, to get to that next part or, or whether I just needed to work through it, um, energetically, like, okay, how is this, um, how is this going to flow in the story? But I, yeah, I really think it was more on it on a deeper level that there, there were things in me that I needed to work through, through the writing of the story that, that from the beginning, when I started it until I finished the book, I'm a different person. And, and I know that, you know, that the whole process of writing was, was healing and transformative for me. Um, even though, you know, the, the topics of the story aren't necessarily things that, um, like the, the second book deals a lot with, with abuse. Well, I, I haven't been on the receiving end of that I've, I've been on the healing end of it with my clients, but there were things that I had to work through with, with my, my self-worth and with my um, love of myself and, you know, the things that, you know, those deeper issues that come up with someone who has been abused, I I had to work through that too. So it was definitely a a healing process. Um, And and yeah, it, the the second book took me almost two years to write. Um, it was, it was a, yeah, there were things in my life that distracted too, but I think a lot of it was I needed to, to be in a certain um, emotional and energetic and, and mindset in order to, to do the different parts of it. Right. Writing a memoir is emotionally triggering. That's a given because you're you're writing about what you've been through and so forth and so one thing that is not understood maybe is not really or maybe there's just not the awareness that when somebody's writing a fictional book and yeah some of it are is based on true life or the experiences that somebody else has had that you heard about or witnessed or whatever 
there's still that human connection to it, that, mm -hmm. that emotional tie to it. And it can be when you're writing fictional, it can be triggering as well, even if it's not something like you said, you know, with yeah. your second book, you've not been through that situation, but yet you wrote it and it triggered you. Mm -hmm. And you had to, you know, at least you were courageous enough to set it aside and say, whoa, okay, what do I need? What do I need through this? How can I help myself through this? And what do I need to be aware of? And then go back and pick it up and not say, yep, done with that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going back there again. <laughs> well, and even though it's fiction, I have to put myself in the place of the characters and, yes. you know, be feeling what they're feeling in order to write that. So there, there is a lot of, um, you know, it, as you say, it does trigger some things. Um, even if it's not my experience, it's still, you know, if I'm putting myself in, in her place and, and feeling her triggers or feeling her, um, her pain or her emotions and in order to write it, it, it's not an easy thing to go through. No, no. Yeah, that would be. And the other thing is, is putting yourself in, in her shoes, you know, since you've not been on that you know, in, in that arena, I'm going to word it that way. And then trying to put yourself in that arena. I'm sure there's the conflict of, well, that's not how I'd react. I'd be like, uh-uh, <laughs> don't you do that to me. <laughs> um, or, you know, you know, looking at it from a perspective that's not yours because mm -hmm. you, you haven't been there. Right. So, and also the characters, um, you know, the, the character isn't me, so it's okay. Yeah. How would the character react? You know, what yes. is her personality and, and how is she, you know, going to respond to the, these different things given what her history is or given what, you know, how, uh, you know, just like following her. So stepping into her shoes because, you know, we each react differently. You'd react differently to a situation than I would because we're right. different people. So right. it's, um, you know, just stepping into this character as if, as if I was playing her on the stage and okay, now, you know, if I, if I am her, what am I, what am I going to say? How am I going to react? How am I feeling? You know, that's role like that. playing. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I did uh, have people um, like, uh, that I consulted with that that had been through similar stories to get okay. that authenticity um, or or validation of it anyway to make sure that it it sounded and felt realistic versus yeah. you know something completely made up and in unpractical as such. Yeah. So one thing that I like to explore is for you what was one of the easier aspects of, you know, what was it writing the book, uh, editing it, uh, publishing it, promoting it, which is usually the not in the list on this particular list, but for you, which of those aspects did you just truly like, I could do keep doing this? You know, what part of it was fun for you? Well, I'd say the writing is the easiest part, even though it's, that's what takes the longest. Um, but you know, that's, that's what draws us in. If we weren't liking the writing part, we wouldn't do it. 
I don't know. I like editing. No, <laughs> but that's why you're an editor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I like the writing process as well. And, and so then on the flip side, what aspect of, you know, being a best-selling author has been well, other than trying to figure out how you're going to categorize your book, what was more of the, the challenging aspect that was like, oh, can I just be done with this now? <laughs> well, the, the marketing part is still the biggest challenge of trying to, because, you know, it, it would be easy if it was, you know, just a, a regular contemporary romance. I could, you know, I could create ads on Amazon and, you know, target those people and, you know, it would be super easy. But since I'm, you know, kind of in between, I'm, I'm a hybrid of sorts that um, it's more difficult to, to use those standard channels of the way that books are promoted. So I'm the, the challenge is, is finding ways of um, getting into those, the different um, areas where, where where people who like this kind of stuff hang out and podcasts are one thing. So I'll be doing lots of interviews and uh, finding other ways of, of getting this book out, um, finding those people that, that would align with it. Um, so yeah, the marketing part is, is the biggest challenge. Um, Have you learned a lot about where your resistance to I don't want to say promote your yourself because, or maybe I want to say to promote your book instead have, through the marketing. Have you found where that resistance is coming from or? Well, you know, that there's always um, like resistance to sell yourself or to talk about yourself or, you know, there there's the, there's the vulnerability, there's the, you know, the, the self-doubt, you know, those things come in um, that I, I won't deny that. That's that's definitely a big part of it. But what I'm realizing um, recently is um, trying to, to fit in and be like everybody else and make my book be like all the other books and, you know, trying to, you know, fit into the, the mold or the expectation is is not working. <laughs> and, and I, I realized that, you know, it's a lot like of, of what Lily was going through in the book, you know, setting aside those expectations and okay, what is, what is really true for me? And now when, as I'm doing that, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not a typical fic, women's fiction or romance book. I'm not a typical nonfiction book. I'm, I'm not a typical anything. I, but I am, you know, I am what I am. And my book is, you know, my book is special and, and I need to honor that and, and find ways of letting it shine and not trying to make it something else. So I think, I think that's, that's my latest lesson. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you worded that, that you're, you know, you're not trying to fit into somebody else's cookie mold that you're not trying to rearrange and that takes courage because it it you have the opportunity to look at it as as I'm standing out on my own and I'm paving a new way or you have the opportunity to say well okay maybe maybe I'll just settle 
and go this route. Well, is that going to be the right route? Well, maybe I should do it that. And then you get caught in that rabbit hole of, am I doing this right? And so, which is an easy rabbit hole to fall down. I mean, that's self-doubt. Right. Well, and, you know, <laughs> part of it is, we, you know, it is helpful to, to look at other people and see what's working for them rather than recreate the wheel. And, you know, oh, but, yeah. but I also, you know, need to keep tuning into myself and, okay, does this feel right for me? Is this the right thing? Is this, does this really fit um, what I want to be doing and the direction I want to be going? And just, um like keep keep touching back on that, I think is is important. So with your books, with your book series, I'll say it that way, are you planning more than three books or is it just kind of like wait and see where it all leads? I'm I have some ideas for more, but I am I'm they haven't um like solidified solidified yet <laughs> solidified <laughs> maybe Good that'll be on words. The, the title i don't know <laughs> and you heard it here <laughs> sorry i had to throw that so, in there <laughs> so I, I've, had, I've got a couple ideas but i don't know yet if they will be um part of this series or if they'll be something else so uh, right now i you know definitely three books but there's possibility for for at least a fourth. That's so cool. I'm I am so happy for you that you took the lead from the, you know, that intuition, that message that you got in meditation, and you followed your intuition and said, okay, if it's to be, align me, get me there, yeah. you know, however you said it and and pursued it. Because that again. It, it's not always easy to to walk the path blindly it's faith having faith in 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 trust that you know you're what you're the messages that you're receiving are going to lead you to and and in many cases you know for me when I get those kind of messages and it doesn't pan out it was to lead me to something that I would not have otherwise thought to do. Um, and that operative word there is thought, you know, thinking, because intuition is not thinking. There's, it's different. Intuition is a knowing where thought, thinking, it's something that is more on an ego level. It, it's a, perceptions versus allowing so yeah well and it's also the the awareness that even if something doesn't work out the way we think it is doesn't mean that it was a wrong choice it right. doesn't because we learned something from it and you know then we we take whatever we received and then we we um can take the next step and choose differently or or something else or you know, we may have, have uh, gone a different path than we would have gone had we made the right choice the first time. Right. So it, it's all just part of the the journey that we're fumbling our way through. <laughs> <laughs> fumbling, yes. <laughs> some days we face plant, sometimes we tap dance, and some days it's a hop, jump, and a skip. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or a waltz, or 
tango or <laughs> however. So is there a pearl of wisdom that you would share with a writer that they just received, you know, they're not somebody who, who also claims that words are not my friend. <laughs> and they got that bit of insight that write a book. What would be that pearl of wisdom to them that you would share? Um, just to keep uh, tuning in and trusting that um, the, the more I kept just staying aligned with myself and tuning into um, my soul and my, my guidance, every step of the way, whatever I needed would, would show up. So when I, when I didn't know what to write, the inspiration came, okay, this is what this, this is, here are the ideas for the story. Well, I didn't know the first thing about the, the writing process. Well, then a day or two later, a class popped up that a uh, book writing class. So, okay, I did that. Well, then, you know, I really don't know anything about publishing. And so then, you know, people came up for that and, okay, I need to, I need to re-edit this book. And then, you know, I, I meet someone who's the perfect editor. And so it's like all of these, these things line up and yeah, sometimes I might be struggling for a while wondering, okay, what am I going to do with this? But that's when I'm out of alignment. And when I, when I settle down and I come back and I, you know, relax a bit and just allow it to, to happen as it needs to happen, then that's when these things fall into place. And, and usually they, you know, they, at least for me, they've been tending to line right up. So, but, but a lot of it is, you know, not forcing it, not um, trying to make it happen a certain way, but, but really staying, staying aligned and staying true to myself and, and allowing things to happen in, in the um, divine order and divine timing. So in other words, don't rush it. Don't, don't make or it, try to make it. What is the line? Oh, don't fake it till you make it kind of uh, mentality. <laughs> Yeah. Because that never works. Actually, that's when, when those pretty shiny objects pop up and like, oh, let's let's try this. <laughs> and then we wrap a hole into something else. <laughs> I, I definitely do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm <laughs> you could say I'm a pro at, at getting distracted so <laughs> and wandering down rabbit holes that I have no business visiting but in you know like you said earlier there is no mistakes and I typically do learn stuff from it now whether or not I utilize that down the road that's <laughs> sometimes a different story but anyways that's that's different um I had another question and I wanted to ask you, oh, I was going to ask you about, and it was a question that, that came up, which was, do you consider your book series to be a bridge between nonfiction to fiction, spirituality to mainstream, but we've already covered that. And, and I, <clears throat> excuse me. And what I love about this conversation is the fact that we are breaking that understanding that it has to be this way, that a fiction book has to have 
you know, you have this set direction that a book has got to go or that it's got to contain this element or it's got to contain that element. And through your, you know, through this conversation, you're definitely sharing that do it your way because you did, you did it your way. And now you've got this beautiful book (laughs) or books, excuse me. You have two of them done. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It, yeah. Being, being true to myself and being true to the books, not trying to, um, you know, change them to meet the expectations of, you know, what other fiction writers are doing. Right. Um, I know that was, that was a big temptation because it's, it's much easier to make a living as an author if you're writing what people are already buying, but it, it's more of a challenge to break away from that mold and do something different because you don't know, you know, how it's going to be received or um, how, how to market it or how to get it out there to the people who would, who would resonate with it. Um, so, you know, setting that aside, the expectation of, okay, if it's a fiction book, it needs to be like this and, and allowing it to be the, the beautiful, unique thing that it is. Um, Because if I had changed it, if I had, you know, taken out the, the woo woo stuff, and if I would have, you know, you know, spiced up the romance part of it or whatever, it would have been a completely different book. It would not have resembled what the way that it came to me whatsoever. And, and I knew that as I was writing it, that it was, it was more than just a story. It was, it was a healing experience that I wanted to bring to people. And that was, I, I didn't, didn't want to take that out. I didn't want to change that because that, that's the most important thing in the book, I think, is, is bringing, bringing the, the energetic and the, the healing experience of, of what is happening in the book, but also it, it brings hope, it brings, um, um, there's, there's a lightness to it, and, and I didn't want to, to tone that down, Um, so, even though you've been an energy healer for, you know, for 20 years, putting yourself out there and, you know, when you're, for my friends that do energy healing and, and do the mediumship, they tend to keep themselves to the crowd. Yeah, you know, they, they're, they're not out there advertising themselves, they're not promoting themselves, you know, to the mass market. A lot of their clientele come to them via, you know, word of mouth and so forth and and that's the way it seems to be for a lot of individuals who do the metaphysical work you know that it's it's more of an attraction I'll word it that way it's people coming to you through attraction and so then of course putting yourself out there and marking yourself is is challenging because of the fact that that's not how you know we we put forth what we do the next question is when it came to your decision about leaving the woo-woo in or taking the woo-woo out, you know, you, did you have that internal conflict of, oh, do I really want to put out to the world those people who don't know me? And, you know, there's that risk of, you know, criticism. 
because there's a lot of people who don't believe in the metaphysical and and will say not nice things you know was was that part of the ooh? do I want to put the woo woo in do I leave it in do I leave it out you know was that any part of the uh, conflict yeah um because you're right um that's always been a fear of of those of us doing this kind of work is is the the criticism the judgment the um and I think it goes goes back to you know years and years and years ago witch hunts and um all of the you know times that wow. healers were were stoned or hanged or whatever um you know pros- persecuted for for their beliefs or for what they um what they the services they provided for from the people who didn't understand. And so there, I think, I think um, probably most of us in, in this profession have a a little bit of um, trepidation about that, about, you know, the, the visibility and, okay, what are people going to say? How are people going to react? Are they going to, are they going to judge and criticize? Are they going to, you know, um, blast whatever I have to say or um so that definitely is is something um especially you know it like it fits I I could see there there are a lot of different categories that that my book fits in so I've got like 10 different categories and so you know it's like the metaphysical fiction I can see it if it's fine there uh inspirational romance yeah, it, it fits in there because, you know, it's, it's inspiring. It's, um, it's clean. It, you know, there is the, the spiritual aspect. And so you could say that's inspirational. And yet within that same category is also where the, the Christian and religious romances are, and which is very different than what my book is. And so if someone was reading it, expecting it to be, um, say a Christian romance, they may have some things to say about the energy healing or right. you know, the different aspects. So, so that, yeah, I have been, um, you know, there, there definitely was concern of, okay, how are, how are people who are not used to this going to, going to respond? And if they, if they buy the book thinking it's one thing and then they read it and they, it's something different, are they going to, you know, shoot it down and say it's a terrible book or, you know, so that that concern is there, but I'm also spending more more of my focus and more of my attention on okay, I I need to find the people who really resonate with it yes. and trusting that they're the ones who are going to buy it. They're the ones who are going to be attracted to it and the ones and, and part of it is working on like my book description to make sure that I'm very clear of what they can expect when they read this. Um, right. So that I'm not being misleading. Um, and, you know, those that trusting that those that wouldn't resonate, wouldn't buy it in the first place. So um, I guess, you know, trying to find that the the balance of giving, giving enough in the description so that it, um, it is a good reflection of the book, but that it also attracts the right people. And part of it, uh, I had somebody say, oh, you're, you need to change your title because that title isn't, isn't like what you'd expect with, um, with a fiction book. 
And um, really, no, you know, having having especially having the soul in there that that's gonna that's what I wanted to attract the people who were um, that I want to read the book. So right, interesting. They they had the suggestion about the see to me I absolutely I love how you have the word soul Mm -hmm. in the books because to me that does present what the book is about Mm -hmm. it's 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 about that aspect of us that each of us has Mm -hmm. and yet not a lot of us take time to to look at and then when you when you do come across like for example your book then it's like oh that makes sense and then all of a sudden the reader becomes more aware of themselves to me your book is is going to really have a impact in multifaceted ways more so than than some uh, books that just don't there's a lesson and there's you know there's always a conflict there's always a, a lesson to be learned um, but how often is that lesson help to align us with ourselves? Mm-hmm. and and that is one of the the things that your book does most certainly help with <laughs> and bringing that that forth so is there anything um, in regards to marketing that has really helped you to put yourself forward and, and give you that courage to, to put yourself out there? Well, I, I, I do think that the, the process that I've gone through writing both of these books, I'm at I'm at a much different place than I was um, five years ago when I first started writing soliloquy. Um, you know, at that point, I, yeah, I did a couple of interviews when soliloquy came out, but it was, it was so terrifying to me. I was like, oh, I, you know, I'm not going to do, this is not my thing. I'm not a speaker. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I can't do that. And, and now, you know, that I, I'm to where I am right now, after having written two books and on all of the, the healing that I personally have, have done for myself. Now I'm like, okay, I've got, I've got five lined up. I'm let's do more. You know, I'm not like, I'm, I'm excited for that because I'm excited to share um, what these books have to offer. I'm, I'm excited to find the people that would resonate with that. I'm excited to, um, to share this. And, and, and I feel like it's important. It's, it's something that, that needs to get out. And so, you know, it's, that's a week awakened something in me that I, that I didn't expect. Um, I, I had thought that, okay, if I have to do interviews, that's going to be the worst thing in the world. And, you know, <laughs> not what I want to be doing. And yet now that I'm here and at this point and you know got all this excitement about the books and I want to share it and okay, yeah, let's how, how many more interviews can I find? How you know, I'm like wanting to do more of that. And I never ever, you know, in a million years thought that I would be doing that. 
Well, good, because I'm hoping that I'm not making this like this horrible experience for you. Like, oh, geez, Cindy, shush. (laughs) Don't ask me that. I don't want to answer that. (laughs) No, and it's completely surprising to me. But it also shows how how we evolve and change. You know what? I was um, a, a friend, let's see, I think it was five, five years ago or so, maybe six was, was trying to help me to do some, um, video interviews. And I'm like, I don't do video. I don't (laughs) No, I don't, I can't do it. And (laughs) like, we even had something set up and then I chickened out and I, and I'm like, no, I can't, I can't. And, and now here I am. And, and even at the same time we were talking about writing and, and I had said, no, I don't, I don't write, I don't write anything. And, uh, this person had, had written, a like a chapter in a um, anthology. And, and I was so impressed by that. I was like, Oh, that's amazing. You could do that. I can never do that. But now I, I have six or seven anthologies that I've contributed to. I have um, two books out now and a third on the way. And, you know, within five years, it's like night and day, how, how yeah. things have changed for me. And, and I, you know, it's not something that I really realized along the way, but now when I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is crazy. It is. It's really impressive. So with the collaborative book projects, then how is that different than working on your own book? Those were, they were nonfiction. uh, So they were writing short stories of, you know, things that I have gone through or, um, one of them was writing a meditation and prayer. Um, so, but uh, the others were all uh, short stories about something that happened, actually happened in my life. So it was, okay. you know, true story, but shorter. So, you know, be, being just one chapter. So it's very different, you know, when you're, you know, have this certain, you know, short word count that, okay, it can only be, you know, four pages long versus you know writing an entire book um <laughs> it, it's it's easier for it's it's really it, it kind of blows my mind that it's easier for me who someone who is not a wordy person I'm I'm not chatty I'm not you know as I said before I I always believed words weren't my friend I I'm someone who um I'd rather just sit back and watch I'm I'm not big on conversation. I, I don't like talking on the phone. I just like none of that. I'm, I'm an inter- introvert and I, I love being home by myself. I love my solitude and my quiet. Um, but now, um, Oh, where was I? Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to, to write these different things. And I find that it's so much easier for me to write, write a novel than it is to write a short story or to write um, an article that's, you know, only a page or, or an email that's, you know, even smaller. It's harder for me to write those little things than it is to sit down and write, write a whole book. So that kind of blows my mind. I don't know why that is (laughs) other than, you know, maybe it's that I could just be in the story of the novel rather than, you know, just, you know, working through, okay, you know, how can I tell this in a short amount of time or, you know, what do people need to hear? Um, right, right. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that is that is interesting and it well maybe because with uh with the anthologies you're writing about your experiences and you know what you went through and so there's that vulnerability of this is me this is what i've been through and i'm showing the world versus your fictional book where it's okay i'm talking through my characters this is fiction this didn't happen even though elements of it or or aspects of it did happen you know um and interesting my throat is like <laughs> getting really restricted so there goes that throat chakra <laughs> it's like hmm so what's in there for me <laughs> to learn and uh acknowledge yeah it definitely is is harder to share the the vulnerability or there's more vulnerability in the um the true stories than it is the, the fictional ones so yeah i have noticed that um it's much easier for me to to want to share the the fiction stories than it was to share the the true ones <laughs> yeah and then when you're doing those collaborative books you know there's the marketing is done by everybody that's a participant and then of course the person who is organizing the project you know they have their own marketing team and then each person does you know the marketing of quote unquote their their part in the book and that's you know that's that's an obligation you must fulfill and you know i've participated in a couple and it, and it's well known that uh, that's something you have to do is put yourself out there and market the book mm -hmm. so with you now you know marketing your own books you were able through the collaboration to learn okay so this is how this company does it how this publishing company this is how they market and this is where they market because they give you you know quite often they give you the scripts or at least guidelines of, of what to say not necessarily they don't all give you you know use this phrase or you know here's a whole entire block that you you must say or, or or whatever so you must have been able to reflect back on on that and and in doing so the marketing must have been just a pinch easier than if you hadn't done that at all right yeah and it, since i did so many of those um, collaborations, I did with three different um, publishers, so I, okay. I did see different um, different ways of doing it. But it also uh, helped me to know the process. Um, it was a it was a great way to start. Um, so I, I did I did a couple of the um, collaborative books before I before I even started writing my own. And that helped me to know, okay, what is, what is, what happens in the publishing process and how, how, how does that all work? So it was a really good way for me to get a taste of that, of, of writing, of editing, of, you know, getting, getting the book published and promoted and, you know, that whole, you know, it's a really lengthy process. Um, so I did experience that um, many times from 
from different publishers. So, so I had a good sense of that, but it also, it did help me work through some of that vulnerability each time putting it out there. It, you know, it's a little different. It's a different story. It's a different level of vulnerability. So it's, um, you know, working, working through those things for myself, but then, yeah, how, how do you promote it? How do you, um, you know, send out the emails and the um, social media and, you know, all the different ways that, that you can um, share about books. So it was a a good way to, um, to learn about that and to get more familiar with um, how it all works. So it was definitely helpful. Good, good. So we're, we're rolling up on a time when we probably should start to conclude all of this. <laughs> I, you and I can definitely talk for hours. I do know this. It, it, it has happened. <laughs> and um, where can people find you on the internet? On the internet. Um, so I have an author page that's christinegrowth.com. K-R-I-S-T-E-E-N dot growth, G-R-O-T-H dot com. Um, I also have my uh, healing website, which is uh, chrisgrowth.com, K-R-I-S-G-R-O-T-H dot com. And then I'm also on on Facebook as well. So, And you have a, it's a Facebook group. Uh, mm-hmm it's not a page. Okay. So what well, is I have, I have a group. I have a couple of pages. Um, I have, I have an author page. Um, author Christine growth is my author page on Facebook. You, you can also find me on Amazon um, under Christine growth on Amazon and see all my books there. Uh, my nonfiction books are under Chris growth on Amazon. Okay. So. And Goodreads, BookBub, I'm there as well. Oh, sweet. And I'll, <laughs> I'll put your, your two links in the show notes page. I have truly enjoyed this conversation. I wasn't real sure where the conversation was going to go. And it's really interesting because before I sit down uh, to the interview, I, I write out the introduction and, and how I'm going to present you. And it was really interesting was, I do have a hard time saying the title of your book. So this soliloquy, I have a hard time with it. I don't know why I just do. I maybe because I'm trying to, to make it into something it's not, I don't know, but, or add vowels where there's no vowels. I, I, but it was really interesting because, you know, my intuition was to have you say it and you do say it I love how you say it um you just the way you enunciate it it's it there's like this intent behind when you say it of you know somebody else can say it and it just kind of it's just said but you the way you roll it off your tongue there's just something about it it's like this little extra bit of heart in it you know, <laughs> and maybe because this has been a love of yours for for a while, and the questions, you know, I had usually when I when I sit down to 
again, write out the questions. I usually get like one or two questions and, and that's it. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm trusting the conversation will just roll right along and please, please, because I don't want to, <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, well, I guess we're done with the interview. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> and then end, end the Zoom call real quick, um, which I've never done. <laughs> I, I couldn't do that to somebody. But anyways, I had a list of questions for you. And it was really interesting because that's not the normal. And what's really ironic on all of it is all of those questions, except for like one or two that I asked you at the beginning, were the only ones that I asked. Everything else was brought up through you through conversation and I never even had to ask it. So, you know, that's that's pretty cool to be in alignment and and having that internal, okay, this is where the conversation is going to go being in alignment is is a feeling it's a sensation it's a knowing where to go and lately it seems that so many people you know with lives being disrupted the last couple of years and and this and that going on and 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 so forth being out of alignment is so much easier than being in alignment with what we're working on because we're so easily distracted i don't or maybe it's because there's too many distractions that are like, hey, hey, you know, <laughs> calling my name. And so what is, maybe that's what I need to ask. Maybe that's why I totally lost the whole entire train of thought is, what are some ways that we can bring ourselves back into alignment so that we're not like, ooh, shiny object there. Oh, ooh, look at that pretty shiny object. How can we, <laughs> you know, not that we're going to turn a blind eye to it, but not be so enticed by it. How can we just kind of bring ourselves right back into, you know, back into self and, and have that alignment? Well, for one thing is, is finding ways to ground and center. Um, for me, it's going outside and taking a walk, being out in nature. That's that's what really helps helps me to settle down, to ground and center, and then um, connecting in with um, with my deeper self. And okay, what is it that I need to be doing here? What is it that's that's my priority? Uh, what what is it that is is most important to me right now? What do I need to know? And and just keep keep coming back to that. Soliloquy also has a, a companion journal that is on Amazon. Um, I also have a free um, connect to your soul meditation that's in the back of the book also. So if, if people want to, um, to use that, uh, that will guide you through a meditation of how to connect with your soul. And that can be a, a tool to use to, um, to find that, that deeper knowing for yourself. Sweet. Well, thank you. We'll go ahead and end on that. And Chris, this has been so much fun. I am so glad that we were able to connect and, and have this conversation. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Cindy. It was fun talking with you. <laughs> it has been. Oh, hold on. We're not quite done yet. After I said the official, you know, thank you, we're all done, uh, that's a wrap on the end of the podcast, Chris and I continued to talk. And we shared some information that I felt would be beneficial for you to hear. 
It is an explanation of her writing process for all three books and how they're very different from each other. So I'll get out of the way and I will let you listen to, well, off the record. And it's really interesting because it's the perfect follow-up because this week's podcast was about doing outlines and, and maybe part of why this, I needed to hear, have this conversation is five years ago. I I think it was five years ago. I'm, I'm really trying to remember if it was before Jared died or if it was after Jared died, but it was around that time within a year, either side. And I had sat down one day and I literally wrote three chapters in 45 minutes. And it was, I hardly, you know, I, it, it needed like one quick edit. Like it just poured out of me and then it stopped. And I tried forcing trying to make a habit it's like come on talk to me (laughs) and the characters are like you know they're just looking around the room at me like going yeah no and I I started and like I mentioned in the podcast last you know this previous podcast is that the mind body spirit book that I've been working on and it's based off of uh, like my health coaching, you know, it's got that foundation uh, elements to it. And when I first started writing it, you know, I've got all of this well choreographed, you know, this is, this is what you need to know. Well, I've been working on it for so long now that it's, it's really out of date in, in many aspects. But the last three years, I've been adding to it, but it's just thoughts. And I thought, you know, I need to work on an outline for that. And then I think it was either Saturday or Sunday, closed the door to the shower and just, you know, put my head under the water. And it was like, that's what I need to do. I need this information that I've, I've been contributing to the mind, body, spirit book. Actually, that a bunch of that information needs to be re-choreographed and and reworked and that's what my who I thought was a secondary character in the book who is actually the main character of the book she's going to go through this transformation with all of this information and and so then I'm like okay now I gotta work out an outline and that's you know, the foundation of this, you know, the, this last podcast that I I did on outlines. And it's so funny, because I really needed to hear this conversation because of the fact that, you know, you didn't have the outline, you had a general idea where it was going. But again, you allowed them to, to tell you the story. And that's what happened with soliloquy but then with the second book solicitude i did have an outline for that one and and it it was it flowed different like i i it was a whole different process so soliloquy came in all kind of like what you were describing like the story was told to me but with the second book then i 
I did make an outline and I, I did follow it. And it's still like the inspiration was still coming through me for what was happening, but it was much more structured. And I, it was easier for me to, even though it took longer, like now, okay, I, I understand more the process. I, I know more yeah. about what's happening as a writer. Um, where the first time I, I didn't have the first clue what I was doing. So it all just came to me and okay, if it hadn't come that way, I don't think I would have written it. <laughs> so it came the way it needed to. Now the second book, I, okay, because I had already done the first book, I, I knew that, okay, I've written one book, I can do this. So now well, I was able to structure it a little bit more. And now with the third book, I'm, I'm a little even more structured and so it like it's it's just part of my evolution of of how um of my becoming a writer i guess i love it but the, you uh, know in the what i and i love how the fact that you're you're open to it okay so i'm going to do it this way it's not how i did it before but okay i'm going to roll with it and you know there again is that whole trust mm-hmm. um that whole I'm just going to trust the process. Yeah. So and with cool. the third book now, I'm I'm scheduling time every day to write. So I, I hadn't done that before. I, I tried. Well, actually, I did with the first book. I, I I did have a writing schedule every day. With the second book, I I let myself get distracted, and so it took me two years. Well, now I'm. So with the third book, I'm I'm taking the, you know, scheduling time like I did with the first one. But I'm also using an outline. So I'm, I'm taking what I learned from both of the first two books and, and using both those things in the third book. So I'm hoping that, okay, I'm getting this down now. <laughs> well, you know, you learn every, yeah. every, every um, experience. There's something that you take out of it that makes the next one easier mm-hmm. or hopefully makes it easier the next time around so but yeah I was just as you were saying it was like oh I needed to hear that oh I needed to hear that oh yeah Cindy just quit quit putting so much pressure and um yeah yeah. with the second book I was like waiting for inspiration to come and just like okay I I don't feel inspired today I'm not gonna write and and then two months would go by and I'd try to get back into it and it's like oh this is so hard I don't even know what's happening here you know (laughs) so so now okay I learned my lesson I don't need to wait for inspiration I can sit down and write and I can connect with it and I can I can just do it um whereas you know eh, it was an excuse it was procrastination and and yeah there was some purpose to it that okay there there may have been something I needed to work through during that time but also you know it was also an excuse and I'll acknowledge that too that (laughs) now I'm in a different place and I can sit down and write every day and I can get things done and I can work from an outline and I can um, still channel a story that fits in with that (laughs) yeah that is pretty cool well Chris I am so so grateful for this before we end our time together, I'd like to say thank you for listening to this insightful conversation with Chris Grove. To learn more about Chris and access her websites, visit pen2paperpress.com backslash podcast and select the show notes page for this episode. 
To receive future episodes in your inbox, subscribe to the Pen to Paper Press newsletter and follow the Pen to Paper Press podcast on your favorite application. Take care and until next time, keep your pen to paper and write. Your words have power. Your story matters. Bye for now.